morning. Welcome to Prairie Doc Radio. I am Joan Hogan. With me is Rick Homer, Prairie Doc. He's ready to answer any questions you might have of a medical nature. His specialty is internal medicine. He's a physician with the Vera Medical Group Brookings. He's also a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine and is affiliated with South Dakota State University. Good yes. morning, Dr. Holmes. Good morning, Joan Hogan. You know, I said you're ready to answer questions of any sort, and I know you are. And we had one that came in we'll get to before our first break. But I think today you mentioned to me it might be nice to talk about all the interesting food myths, M-Y-T-H, myth. Myth. All the food the myths. myths that are out there. What made you think about food myths this week? Because tomorrow night we're going to have uh, Kevin Wyland uh, be our guest. Now, he wrote a book about um, the diet of the Plains Indians 500 years ago. And uh, Could I interrupt? Mm-hmm. He is a doctor, isn't he? Yeah. Medical a, a doctor. You just said like Kevin. Me. He's yeah. an internist. And a medical doctor wrote a book about the diet of the Plains Indians and how long ago? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, about five years ago. No, I mean, the Plains Indians win. 500 years 500 ago. 500 years ago. Okay. <laughs> the book was He wrote the book ago. five years ago. <laughs> 500 years. I keep interrupting you. Go for yeah. it. I'm out of But, I mean, you know, he is just a knowledgeable fellow mm-hmm. about uh, nutrition. You know, and he is a physician. Not often do you find that combination. And it's interesting because I've I've been a person who has been interested in uh, nutritional issues uh, when following the fact that somebody asked me to be on a nutritional board. You know, for at Emory for three years. You know, and then you you're obligated to learn these things. So I've spent some time looking at nutrition as well. And and he sent me. Uh, uh, the issues of uh, that are debated right now. Uh, a lot of the myths that are commonly thought to be truths. And uh, we'll be discussion, discussing those tomorrow night. Okay. Is it, it isn't live tomorrow night, though, is it? I, I Actually, you're right. We're going to record it tomorrow You're going to record it tomorrow night. And is it, do we still have the um, Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam series going yeah, on? Okay, right. so that's I, taking up the time. That has correct. been interesting. It has been interesting. Um, some of it I just can't watch. It's like reliving the 60s. I just, I just turn it off. I couldn't believe the lies that oh, were I know. floating that's so around. Upsetting. And, I mean, I knew those. I despised Nixon. Um, and My kids said when they were little, all you have to say is Nixon and watch mom shake. <laughs> just, I would just start. You, you felt the same way. Oh, yes. I had no love for the man. <laughs> I mean, he basically was elected promising to quit, to end the war. And then he waited until the very end of his, um, his four-year term to, and, and then ended the war just at the time when we were going to reelect him. And, they, and we did. The son of a gun did it, um, and all those people died for four years. Uh, you know, it was just obviously. Well, a lot of us are reliving the <laughs> Vietnam War thanks to uh, South Dakota Public Television, but it is a very well done documentary. It really gives you a lot of the history, a lot of the knowledge that most of us didn't have at the time. So I, it's. it's I good think to before have we it. take the break, we ask Bob to comment. You obviously have have a, a comment. Well, I just wanted to say you look very good today. Dr. Holm, I must say. <laughs> oh, uh, thank yeah, you. So you're living life right. Oh, and now Ken Burns is working on a new documentary about country music. Oh, he is? Yeah, he said, oh. we're going to counter the downer Vietnam War series now with up 
country music, and it'll be very interesting. And so uh-huh. that's going to be televised next year. You know, well, I, that I, will make my husband's day. He I, loves country music. You know what? Isn't it amazing? Our oldest son, a 34-year-old uh, theater uh, person who you know, who had his got his master's at Columbia. I mean, he's a he, very knowledgeable guy. He he uh, taught his younger brothers um, the the grunge and the all of the all of the hard rock and all of this stuff. And um, but now he has become a knowledgeable person about country uh, music, and he loves country music. Uh, and he's writing love. some country music. I'd love yes. to have uh, yeah. some of uh, one of his songs uh, we presented. We should do here. that. We should do that. Hey, we're going to take a break. Before we're going to have you answer one simple question that came in. Can you dispose of old Medicare forms? Is there any reason you have to save old ones? No. I think you put no. those. If you've got your name on it and any information, you shred it. If you don't right. have that, then you just put them in the round you file. do not have to save the form you can clear your house now no more hoarding of medicare yeah, forms we don't need those forms. and we're going to take our next first break and we'll be back right after these words hey welcome back to prairie doc radio we're happy to have you listening today we had a little country music discussion before yeah. And uh, we did mention we're going to talk about the myths. But we wanted to ask Bob if he liked uh, Nixon. I mean, I'm <laughs> not a crook. You won't have Dick Nixon to kick around anymore. Oh, what a bad person. I mean, he basically oh. was an opportunist, had not a shred of loyalty to truth. Do you know how he raised money when he became governor? No. How By did playing he do poker. That? He was an astute poker player, and he invented the phrase plausible deniability. Which is what? Which is lying. A lie! <laughs> and so, yeah. Alternate uh, truth or plausible deniability. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Expletive deleted. <laughs> I like oh. that one, too. All right. You can tell all of us were around in the 60s. Mm. <laughs> we had our fill of the man. Okay. Let's get on to food. This is interesting because, you know, we're America. If there, I read something like one out of ten might be overweight. This is people going yo-yo diets up and down. So I think it's good for you to discuss these myths. Here's the first myth you gave me. Well, now, I mean, you know, you can go through the list. I mean, you looked at the list, did you not? I did. Well, is that the one that struck you the most? The first one is important because a lot of people believe this. The healthiest diet is a low-fat High carb diet with lots of grains. Is that true? Uh, you know, in other words, let's just address that low fat diet for years and years and years. Dietitians in particular have been taught, and they have taught, that low fat uh, is the way to go, that fat is the bad culprit in the diet. Fat, bad, fat, bad. You know, you eat fat, you become fat. Um, of course, you know, if you look at the Eskimos, uh, they ate 80% fat, uh, and they had to but to survive. I mean, uh, if you look at the calories in um, the food that we eat, and 99% of what we eat is either protein or carbohydrate, which is starch, or fat, oil, fat, grease, call it what you you want, and um, and and uh, that that that. Fat is 80% of what the Eskimos ate was fat. It has nine calories per gram, whereas protein is four calories per gram, and carbohydrates is four calories per gram. So that 
it is more than double the amount of calories per um, gram. gram or per anything. I mean, you know, um, an ounce of fat, a pound of fat, whatever it might be, is more than twice as many calories as what you find in protein or in sugar, carbohydrate, white bread, whatever it might be. Um, so in that sense, uh, some people can say that fat is bad because it has a lot of calories in it. And I think in one sense, that's true. On the other, on the other hand, if you're looking at the content of the food that you eat, more and more people are saying it's not the fat that's dangerous to our bodies, it's the carbohydrate. And so that's a myth that it should be countered that a low-fat diet is good for you. Not Although true. a low-fat diet would be low in calories. It might may be lower be, in calories. Might be, but it not. But again, to go all carbs is a mistake too, isn't it? Oh, it's a big mistake. Yeah. In fact, they, you know, uh, so there was this big debate that occurred uh, probably 10 years ago. It kind of came to a culmination. And it, and it, and it, and it spread itself in the pages of the New England Journal of Medicine. And so there was a huge study that came out, uh, and then it was duplicated, uh, exactly the same study, uh, by another group. And the question was, do people who are on a low-calorie, low-fat diet do better than people on a low-calorie, low-carbohydrate diet? Now, if you cut out carbohydrates, what do you get? You get protein and fat. I mean, bacon. Remember when everybody was saying you're eating, you should eat bacon um, uh, instead of of um, of the proper diet of of uh, low fat diet. And so they did these huge studies, right? And the long and the short of it is that the people who were on a low carbohydrate diet lost more weight, felt better, found it easier were more comfortable with their selves, um, and um, uh, had more energy, uh, and uh, liked the diet better than the people who were on the low-fat diet. Lost more weight, lipids were dropped, uh, were lower, the whole nine yards. Uh, diabetes went away better on a low-carbohydrate diet But you're not just pushing that, diet. are you? No. Thank you. The, the, I, we have to get there. Here's the finish, uh, the finished bottom okay. line on the both New England Journal of uh, Medicine articles showed the same thing, and that was that they did better with a low carbohydrate diet, but in the end, after a year, everybody weighed the same, oh. and so it didn't. It did. I mean, they came. They regained. Everybody regained. So it. So really neither one is better. Them. And so the the. Um, uh, that was, I thought, a half-done answer. Uh, the editorial came up with, well, we don't know, do we? We don't know what helps people lose weight. It obviously isn't either one of these diets. And the answer I have is, if you're going to go on a diet, if you're diabetic, if you want to work on something, uh, cut out the carbohydrates. Uh, the, those are the, the, uh, the you-can't-eat-but-just-one kind of foods. Uh, and um, and so if you're if you're going to go on one, it should also be a forever diet. It shouldn't be one that you're going to do for three months and then after a year come be right back where you're wanting. If your goal is weight loss, 
my sense is our goal shouldn't be weight loss because too many of us will regain that weight right back to what we were a year later. Our goal should be to eat better. And our, what really seems to make the biggest difference is more the exercise really? than the diet. Does this surprise Have anyone listening? <laughs> so the diet is important. Eat better, but w- along with eat better, how about eat less? Does that make a difference? I think that's the key. I mean, in fact, the studies show that what, and the bottom line is, and and in it, and it's these studies have held out a year after year after year. The things that seems to make the difference between reducing heart attacks and strokes, and cancer and uh, 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 er, uh, early death of all causes, the biggest difference is. The um, eating less, eating less calories, and exercising more, right? And exercising. <laughs> okay, we we had a caller come in. We're going to take that call. Thank you for calling. And any questions yeah. you might have, if, give us a call. Six nine two fourteen thirty. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome to Prairie Doc Radio. We're happy to have you That's here. Easy We're for talking you to about, say. but <laughs> <laughs> got it out. All right. All we right. did. Thank you for calling with this comment. A woman called in and she said. Butter or oil, margarine or better, what's best? Ooh, that's, I love that question. Thank you for the question. So they did a long study uh, thinking in the 1970s that polyunsaturated fat saves lives. And they did a huge study on rats, and they found that the rats died earlier on polyunsaturated fats than on monosaturated fats or just saturated fats, okay. And so, uh, okay, oops, we, we went for 10 years promoting the crap out of polyunsaturated fat. Which would be margarines? No, what's poly? I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't know, know that difference. it's available anyway. Polyunsaturated fats. Bob, do you do you remember? You know everything. You no, no. Is it is it like the uh, safflower oil and things like that, or, or is it coconut derivatives? No, no, no. Coconuts are are saturated fats like butter, and actually, who? So we dumped. We're dumping polyunsaturated, whatever it is. Okay, no, so now we're down it. to monosaturated, uh-huh. trans fat, and. Um, and uh, and just saturated fat, and the trans fat was one of those where you took a um, animal oil like. Uh, I mean, uh, no, okay, no, not an animal, a uh, vegetable, vegetable oil, oil like olive oil or right. like safflower oil or like canola oil, and you uh, you use chemicals and you broke it into a fat that was solid at room temperature so that people could actually use it like butter. And they found that that caused harm to rats. Poor rats. Poor okay. rats. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a lawyer joke in there, but I'm not going to go don't, there. Don't go there, please. Okay. okay. So, all right. So we're back to this issue of monosaturated fat versus saturated fats, okay. natural, sat- natural oils. And um, there has been a lot written about olive oil and the value of good olive oil because that's what they did in Italy and the Mediterranean diet is healthy and good for you if you're going to eat the correct kind of oils. So what have we done in, in the world? We have taken the natural 
uh, one press virgin olive oil. And we have uh, extracted this, you know, we take the squeeze, the, uh, the olives, and then you squeeze it. Now the second time you squeeze it, it's not virgin anymore. You've squeezed it a third time, it's not, it's double non-virgin. If you squeeze it eight times and then you put chemicals in it to extract the last because you're trying to make your best uh, bet uh, and make the most amount of money, then you end up with olive oil that is really uh, processed. So what kind of olive oil do we, we eat and do we find in the grocery stores nowadays? We find processed olive oil. They can call it whatever they want, but for the most part, it's not um, uh, virgin. It is processed, and they, they can get around it by calling it virgin even though it's a lie. The other thing that they, they uh, uh, and you know where you can get real virgin olive oil is probably not at the grocery store, but at um, the pheasant. I've, I've, I've directed a lot of people toward the pheasant because they do have uh, one press extracted olive oil. Uh, now, don't cook with it because, for goodness sake, it loses its, um, its wonderful taste properties when you cook with it. You, you, you do a salad with it. You use it uh, as a fresh thing and only, only lightly cooked at the most uh, when you're using that wonderful, expensive pheasant virgin olive oil. Okay. But but the processed uh, oils um, are what we're eating mostly. Uh, the the one that everybody loves because it doesn't smoke is canola oil, which is actually rapeseed oil, um, and it is made in Canada, and that's why they call it Canada oil or oh canola oil. Canola. Canada. It's been marketed. So it's just because if they said rapeseed oil, it's no one's going to buy oil. it, right? Yeah, it sounds horrible. Uh, I'm and not here's the other that. trick that you'll see if you say, uh, "Okay, this is Italian virgin oil, or right. raised in Italy, or whatever." It may. Look at the bottom, and it will say a mixture of oil from Macedonia, from yeah, yeah. Uh, from everywhere, you know, everywhere, yeah. and they're just they send it over to Italy, and then Italy sends it, bottles it, and sends it to you, and then they call it Italian. Okay. Corn oil. oil. Corn oil is vegetable oil. I think it's, it's uh, reasonable oil. I think the very best oil, now the whole thing everybody's eating uh, and pushing and using, rubbing it on their skin is coconut oil. Okay. And um, the nurses at the, at the nursing homes tell me that it's the best thing for the skin. You can't believe how great coconut oil is. I would only tell you that coconut oil that you buy is also quite processed. The only good oil that we have out there that I think is very flavorful and it's not processed is butter. And so I have gone the Lee Craddaville way, <laughs> which is <laughs> I love butter. <laughs> and the Craddaville boys have been teaching me uh, how good butter is. Uh, with which to cook, and I, I'm with them on I it. was hoping you were going to come back to this woman's question. Butter or oil? You like butter. Butter. And she's just fine with butter, like everything else. It smokes a little bit. If you're really going to yeah. cook hard with it, you know, you can use the rapeseed oil, which is called, marketed as canola oil, or olive oil, which is always pr well over-processed, but, and or uh, other, you know, corn oil, I think is a reasonable option, but let's 
And but, you did mention the Pheasant, and for people that aren't aware, that don't normally go in the Pheasant, it is a, it is a restaurant, but towards the back of the restaurant, and you can go in during the day. You, you, they have a lovely setup with an oil and vinegar store, basically. Oh, my gosh. It's phenomenal, oil and vinegar. And if you don't know what you're looking for, just ask someone. They'll come out and tell you all about it. So we've done a good plug for the Pheasant today. We did uh, it for free. For free. They, they didn't, didn't pay they us didn't pay us. We're just because they have quality product. We want to talk about quality what, products. If, if you're going to buy it, by the way, tell them that um, tell them Rick Joan, sent you. <laughs> Joan sent <No>. you. <laughs> all right. On that, we're going to take our final break. We'll be back in just a minute. Any other questions? Hey, yes, we had another. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're talking about food. My goodness, we could talk about food every week. Somebody we keep getting questions we, coming in. We were talking about love and grandmothers and what do you think of? I see a picture of a woman holding a pie. A pie. I also see a person making uh, uh, gr- my grandma Holmes uh, uh, sugar cookie or my grandma Axie's peanut brittle. I mean, oh my gosh, she made wonderful peanut brittle. So You enjoyed it. You that bet. was good. It was mm-hmm. okay. All right. Probably cooked with butter, too. Cooked uh, with butter. You a bet. caller would like to, a <laughs> caller who is a type 1 diabetic, can she or he take magnesium, glycin, what is that, glycinate? I don't know what it Glycerate. is. Glycerate. Uh, my, my thinking is that I don't know. Oh, we don't have an answer for uh, you. you have I to don't have an you. answer. I mean, if your doctor checks your magnesium level and it's low, then I would. The problem with magnesium is that for most of it, it's mag citrate and it makes you loose. I mean, you know, if you're constipated, then a little magnesium in uh, milk of magnesia is is a is a good way to do it. Other all other magnesium supplements that I've seen in people who present malnourished, really they're malnourished. Uh, we get them um, magnesium, and then they have diarrhea, which makes them more malnourished. So it's a tricky area. I think that uh, having been um, struggling with malnourishment after a Whipple procedure and having lost 20 to 25 pounds from the You whole don't thing. need anything to make you loose. You know, when <laughs> your bowels are not, you know, working right, there's problem in the pipes and you need, uh, and you're not absorbing the food like it needs to be absorbed. So my okay. thought is I love net nutrition. And if you're going to do bottom line, I'm going to do bottom line right now. Do it. Vegetables. They're you very good for you? Vegetables, period. I mean, you know, fruits have carbohydrates, but that's okay. I mean, I think they're wonderful. Not fruit juice. Fruit juice is like uh, getting the calories, but not getting the fullness. Nutrition? They don't, and nor, well, you can have the nutrition. It just doesn't tell you you're done eating and you keep drinking oh, it. Oh, I see. Whereas okay. uh, uh, vegetables, they are almost all low in, carbo- uh, in calories, um, and low in carbs, low in calories, low, low in, in car- uh, and just know, good for you. The except with the exception of corn and potatoes. Corn and potatoes are relatively high in cal- calories. I I'm not speaking against potatoes and corn. I'm saying smaller quantities. And again, I'd say small quantities of uh, food. You know, if you go to um, Applebee's and that has a a menu that says this many calories in this amount, which I'm saying Applebee's because they've got a menu that does that. And okay. I'm asking people to do that. Put the calories on your menu and find a lower, and it'll bring you to look for a lower calorie meal. Um, you go to Applebee's and you can order a 300 calorie uh, meal, and it's a steak, and it's a wonderful salad. 
uh, and uh, and a, a nice sauce. And you know the calories, so you're safe. And, and you're mm-hmm. you're you're eating a lower calorie meal. Very good. So I I'm recommending that. Okay. Hey, you know, you had a list of these myths. We'll never get to all of them. There are 19 myths about diet. But we can but get to them tomorrow One night. that I want to get to right now okay. is coffee. Coffee is unhealthy and should be avoided. I like to think that's a myth. It is a myth. Because I love my coffee. Here I am drinking a coffee, and so is Bob. And the, mud in your eye. Here's mud in your eye. And the answer is recent data presented at the South Dakota American College of Physicians meeting, scientific meeting. They discussed it, presented it, coffee is healthy for you if it doesn't upset your stomach. So, uh, and if you drink too much of it, Turkish coffee, which will irritate your heart rhythm, uh, you, uh, or if you drink a certain amount, I mean a, a reasonable amount, then you'll find that you're benefited by it. And by the way, there's a new coffee shop in our new hospital. Well, which good. is wonderful, and it just opened and up. And you love you, their coffee. I love their coffee. That's good. We have another myth we think we have time for. Okay. All calories are created equal. It doesn't matter which types of foods they're coming from. That's a myth. Why is that a myth? Because um, it, it speaks nothing to the issue we addressed earlier about carbohydrates, protein, and fat. And so my, my sense is we've got a goal in the direction of less calories the big calorie uh, killers are are uh, oftentimes carbs mixed with fat but uh, it's sugar it's uh, and processed sugar it's I'm not saying you I'm not saying you can't have that I'm just saying lower amounts um, it's potatoes it's pasta um, it's uh, it's those foods that we use to extend the the, the uh, food when we had famine uh, because people didn't have anything uh, to eat, then you could uh, grow uh, potatoes, you know, in Ireland. And when the potato famine occurred, everything uh, went everything to went. trouble. Yeah. Okay, well, I think you've answered a lot of these myths, and I think people have been really paying attention well, because two. the calls There's have been one coming r- in. Room for one got more. another myth? Okay, full-fat diet, dairy products are high in saturated fats, raising the risk of heart disease and obesity. You do see, like, milk. Milk, full milk, 1%, 2%, no percent. What's the deal with all of that? Yeah. Uh, there are people who don't tolerate milk. There are people who don't tolerate milk but don't know that they don't tolerate milk and that it upsets their stomach, and that's why they're having trouble. Uh, I, I sense that milk, uh, which came relatively late in the evolutionary story of humanity, uh, uh, we, it can be trouble. On the other hand... During periods of starvation, what did you think pe- people survived in Northern Europe on? They survived, I'd, uh, they survived on milk and milk products. And the people who could do the best and, and pick the, the best mate, um, whether your mate is a woman or a man, uh, the healthiest people were able to drink milk. And that's why uh, uh, m- almost the whole world cannot drink milk as an adult but the northern, uh, but Europeans can. Almond milk is not milk uh, uh, from a cow. It's from from a, a nut, and it's it's fine. Uh, so I I'm a fan of almond milk if you cannot drink cow's milk. Uh, cow's milk for children. Uh, they say introduce it early so that you don't they don't develop allergies. Uh, and we're d- we're down to thirty seconds. Aren't we're, we're down to your bottom line, which is eat less. 
exercise more. Would more vegetables. And vegetables. And, and then the, bat, the last thing for good health is communion with friends. There you go. We do hope you've enjoyed the, this Prairie Doc radio program. Listen again to Prairie Doc brought to you by the Vera Medical Group Brookings. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Rick, that's all for this week. Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Bob. Watch, uh, watch On Call, not this week, but next, next week. Next week. And stay healthy out there.